What is going on, Knicks Nation? I'm Anthony, your host, joined by my co-host, Chris. The New York Knicks preseason has wrapped up. The New York Knicks record is 1-3. We played four games. We played a back-to-back. Don't know why the NBA gave the Knicks a back-to-back. Horrible. Terrible. But in this episode, we're going to talk about some of the things we liked from the New York Knicks, some of the things we saw that we you know, didn't like. And also, New York Knicks made some news today, waving Isaiah Roby. Jalen Martin, bye-bye, took us by surprise. But first, what's going on, Chris? How are you? Doing good, Ant, doing good. Um, Again, happy to have some Knicks action out there, watching some Knicks basketball. Um, You know, preseason, so I'm trying my best not to overreact to anything. But how are you, man? How's the preseason treating you? I'm good. It was treating me good. Um, yesterday's game was was cool to see the young guys start. Obviously, most of the starters weren't playing against the Boston Celtics in yesterday's game. Tonight was kind of a up and down game. Looked kind of sloppy from start to finish. You had uh, you had um, a player come into Madison Square Garden and score over forty points again, which we don't like to oh, see. Man. Jordan Poole looking like literally Michael Jordan on the court, but Chris <laughs> preseason is his rap. Um, I guess we could start off with some of the things we we liked. Um, I guess I can go first. Some of the things I liked was, you know, the first two games we saw, you know, some of the fluidity of the Knicks offense. And also we saw Dante DiVincenzo coming in off the bench and he providing him providing that spark that we, you know, I mean, we have the spark with Josh Hart, but him along with, you know, Dante and Emmanuel quickly off the bench is just going to make our bench unit even more deeper and I just love what I saw from Dante, man. We didn't know what we were going to expect from him. Like, I thought that he was a good defender, Chris, but I didn't think he was, you know, this good. And a couple yeah. of games ago, he would he, he knows how to guard his man one-on-one. He, he's very elite. He has elite ball skills. He can shoot the rock. And you can see why the New York Knicks made it apparent to bring him to New York, other than the fact that, obviously, he's close with Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart. But, look, I like what I saw from Dante. And if we're going to get him coming in off the bench, shooting 39 to 40% from downtown, as long as, you know, he stays healthy, obviously health is an issue um, in his career. But, Chris, I love what I'm seeing from Dante. And he played tonight. He's played in the back-to-back. He played yesterday and he played tonight along with Mitchell Robinson and Quentin Grimes. So, you know, we got a week off until the regular season starts. But I just wanted to give some love to Dante DiVincenzo. I like what I'm seeing from him. Yeah, I agree. I think Dante is one of the the bright spots. I mean, um, you know, I know I know the shot will come. I'm not worried about his uh, his shooting per se in the preseason, but for every reason you said, you know, he just seems to fit right in. And yeah, he's surprising me with his defense as well. I didn't know he was. Um, he plays a bit aggressive at times. He goes for steals and things of that, but he gets it, you know. And to me, that's that's going to be huge for us. Um, he fits right in there with Hart, with Grimes, and like you said, obviously um, has ties to Jalen Brunson and whatnot. But um, I think th- the biggest thing for me that that stood out in the preseason was that Celtics game where our bench went toe-to-toe with the Celtics starters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
I know there was an article out there. I forget by who that said that it was like a massacre almost, but <laughs> in a 13 point loss. But I mean, I, I really like the way our young guys played. You had Deuce McBride showing off a bit, you know, showing that that he's growing, man. You know, he's he's hitting his shots now. And hopefully that's something that continues to happen. And more importantly, Grimes, you know, Quinn Grimes showed out, you know, had over 20 points and basically did what we've wanted him to do. And that's get the opportunity to get more touches, you know, attack the basket, shoot, shoot the ball the way we know he can shoot it. And um, I know we didn't see too much of that, you know, tonight, but it was nice to see it against that Celtic squad. Ditto. Quinton Grimes during the Celtic game yesterday shot 7-12 from 3, um, 22 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. Deuce McBride also had a great game, 16 points, 4 steals, 6 assists from Deuce McBride. Um, I piggyback on the Dante DiVincenzo, what I like to see, what, what I, you know, what else I'd like to see um what else I'd love to see um this preseason was Deuce McBride and his growth. It seems like he took another step. Um, you know, whether he plays or not this season, it's probably going to be like a break glass just in case of emergency type of deal or in case someone gets hurt. But I like what I saw from Deuce, man. He he took some, you know, you could tell he worked on his shot during the during the summer. He's obviously a pest on the defensive end. Especially during the Celtic game, he was giving um, um, what's his name on the Celtics uh, a run for his money. He was giving. He started on who did he start? Holiday. He started on a holiday. He was giving him, you know, the business, and then he was guarding uh, Pritchard, and then he was also doing good on Pritchard. So Deuce McBride, I love what I see seen from him during the preseason. Dante Divincenzo, I love what I see. Obviously, Jalen Brunson, we didn't really get, you know, full minutes, but we know what Jalen Brunson is going to give us night in night out Julius Randle finally had a great game today 20 points double double for Julius Randle Mitchell Robinson has been incredible for us um during this preseason game so the guys look ready RJ Barrett um hitting his free throws during this preseason which is always a step forward in the right direction um tonight That's versus huge. the Wizards he started off slow I think I believe he started one for seven from the field and then he finished with eight and 19 from the from the field three of eight from downtown 19 points seven rebounds for RJ Barrett um Quincy Grimes tonight after a great game yesterday only attempted four field goal attempts Chris and I guess you know that's one of my negatives on the preseason it seems like Grimes because we saw him play so well versus the Boston Celtics in Boston and he's just seemed more comfortable obviously without Jalen Brunson and without Julius Randle you're going to put up more shots because obviously Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle they're two high usage players, so they're going to put up a lot of shots. So, you know, Quentin Grimes is usually parked in the corner with his hands just waiting for the ball and normally doesn't get the ball. But yeah, I'm just worried that, you know, we're going to fall into the same rut that we fell into last season regarding Quentin Grimes in the starting lineup. You know, we saw what he can do yesterday without everybody with him just playing freely, no pressure. Um Four field goal attempts for Quinton Grimes tonight, Chris. And I, I believe the first game he had seven field goal attempts. And this was the issue that I brought up, that we brought up. And uh, I don't like it. Hopefully it doesn't translate into the regular season. But what are, what are your thoughts about Quinton Grimes and that whole ideal ordeal? Yeah, I mean, I was honestly, I was kind of surprised that he was actually playing in this game considering he played the the Celtics game and whatnot with, with it being a back-to-back and all that. But um. Yeah, I mean, 
we all want Quentin Grimes to get more shots, but it seems like, like you said, it seems like he's more comfortable with that bench unit. I don't know if maybe it's just that he doesn't have to, you know, think about deferring to Julius Randle, to RJ Barrett, to Jalen Brunson, because I could see how that, you know, can get a little bit uh, dicey in a sense. But, you know, do we start talking at this point? Should Quentin Grimes come off the bench and should somebody else take a spot in the starting unit, you know? It's it's we're not there yet, but I see I it. it. I, I it, see it. Yeah, I hope it doesn't become like an Obi thing almost, where you're like, oh man, uh, Grimes needs more shots. Grimes needs more shots, but you know, dude is in the starting lineup and can't get more than like four or five shots a game. Um, yeah, and like I said, you know, back to the Celtics game, he clearly showed he can knock down these shots at a high rate, given the opportunity to take them, and you know, our second unit against the Celtics in the preseason, they were looking for him. Yep. So it's it's interesting. I mean, I just feel we're leaving points on the board, you know, points on the board there when it comes to Grimes. Um, to be fair, Grimes did get into foul trouble tonight. He, I think he, in the first quarter, he, he had three personal fouls, so it kind of threw him off his game a little bit. But, yeah, man, I, I just, you know, I've been waiting for the breakout. We've been waiting for the breakout for Gwen Grimes. Obviously, we saw it last game what he's capable of, and I'm I'm just hoping that he doesn't fall into this rut of, you know, five field goal attempts, six, seven field goal attempts a game from your starting shooting guard. I've been preaching, you know, all summer that I want him to shoot at least five threes a game. To be honest, Chris, he should be shooting more threes than R.J. Barrett. Um, yes. He's attempting four threes tonight. R.J. Barrett attempted eight. That number should be flipped. Quentin Grimes should attempt eight threes and R.J. Barrett should attempt four threes. It should be flipped. I mean, who is the better shooter? It's it's yeah. it's logic. It's it's the, what's the obvious? What's the obvious yeah. answer here? Quentin Grimes is the better I mean, shooter. R.J. <laughs> Barrett is not the better shooter. And there's times when R.J. Barrett forces it. Don't get me wrong. And there's times when he's open. Yeah. So shoot it if you're open. I get it. Shoot it if you're open. But I want to see R.J. Less than his three point three point attempts a game, and I want to see Quentin Crimes. I want to see bro at least seven threes a game. Like seriously, he could do it. Yeah, he definitely can do it. And I, I mean, I have a hard time, you know, processing the thought that Tibbs is out there saying, "Okay, RJ, let it fly," and telling Grimes, "Eh, you know, hold on to the ball, swing, swing it." You know, um, like you said, I think RJ just at times he just. You know, if he's open, yeah, shoot it. But he forces it at times. And I think Grimes is a bit of the opposite where maybe he's just like, oh, you know what, let me pass this. Let me not take this shot. Let me see if something better comes about it. But I think that's also on Grimes, too, to an extent, right? He needs to be aggressive, assert himself more, and just take those shots that he's always capable of, of making. Yeah, he, he definitely is. Hopefully we can get some more three-point attempts for Quentin Grimes. Hopefully he can find his footing um, in this starting role. Because um, Dante Dante is coming in off the bench and just looking comfortable out there, man. He just it's like yeah. it's like he's been here for like a couple of years, right? I mean, that's that Villanova chemistry that he has with everybody, and it's like he picked up on the system really quick. And obviously, he's great on the de- defensive end. So obviously, those two are going to flip flop a lot. Obviously, with Emmanuel quickly as well. So PL in the chat says <laughs> um, they should Quentin Grimes should be shooting twelve three point attempts minimum a game. Hey, hey. PL man I mean I agree 12 is a bit much but we get the point like because Grimes has the ability to shoot 40% from the 
from three. He shot, what, 38% last year? And yeah. it's just him and R.J. Barrett, Quinton Grimes should be shooting more threes than R.J. Barrett. Um, it's just, I mean, you could you can ask all the analytic folks, and R.J. Barrett shoots well from the corner pocket. He shoots well from the, the corner three, and Quinton Grimes does as well. But R.J. Barrett and Quinton Grimes, they should be flip-flopping in terms of three-point attempts per game. Chris, anything else that you saw that stood out to you during these four preseason games? We saw a lot of Jericho Sims. We saw a lot of Jericho Sims and Isaiah Hartenstein and Jericho Sims and Mitchell Robinson. What are are your thoughts about that? I don't know what to think about that. You know, we we saw a lot of Jericho Sims at the four. I'm not sure if I even really like that too much. Um, At times, yeah, he played with Mitch and obviously with iHeart. I don't know. I don't know if that, I mean, we all have our thoughts yeah. that, uh, well, we're thinking Josh Hart's going to play the majority of the backup power forward minutes, right? And I guess you can probably slip in Jericho Sims there. I just don't see how it works on the offensive side of it, you know? Jericho Sims, he's, it's, it's not that he can shoot or anything like that. He's more of an inside the paint presence. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? I think it might work with iHeart, but only if iHeart is stretching the floor, which we did see him taking a couple of three-pointers. So you think maybe that's something Tibbs has up his sleeve? Maybe just have iHeart go out to the perimeter at times and leave Jericho in the paint? Yeah, it could be. We saw iHeart attempt a lot of threes this preseason, but we also saw that last year, and it didn't translate into the regular season. I want to see iHeart attempt threes because he's capable of doing it. And look, against... The Boston Celtics last game, it was they legit have five players on the court at all times that can hit a three point shot. So the big man unit of of um, Sims was didn't really work against Boston. I, I I don't like it, man. I don't like Sims, and I don't like him paired with a big because Sims is you know limited on the offensive end, and it just limits our ability to you know spread the floor. And if you're going to put Sims out there. You know, in case like a Josh Hart is hurt, because obviously Josh Hart is going to fill that role. But, you know, we saw him experiment with it a lot this preseason. And probably most of the fact due to that Josh Hart was, you know, out. Obviously, the guys played in FIBA. So, but I I didn't like it. And it's it's interesting because the New York Knicks waived Isaiah Roby today. So that seems like that's they're comfortable in Josh Hart playing the four. And, you know, I'm cool with it. But in, in, regarding the Sims and the and the Isaiah Hartenstein, you know, front court, I didn't like that. And uh, it just looked weird. It just looked – it felt funky, right? It did. It, it, it didn't feel like everything was smooth on offense. It just felt – I don't know. It just felt kind of clunky to me. Yeah, I think that's the perfect word to describe it, clunky, because um, – Look, I know Jericho Sims. He's a good player. I mean, he's he's still developing and all that, but you know, he he's a backup center in my opinion. Putting him at the at the power four spot, even though he's he's an undersized center, you know, he makes up with with his, with his bounce and all, but it just didn't look right. I mean, I mean, again, this is where you kind of miss an Obi Toppin, right? <laughs> I just, I just, we, a tradition. I would feel a lot better with a more traditional power four. I would too. Know? I would I would feel a whole lot better, but the Knicks decided to go this route, and and there was a bunch of articles this summer saying the Knicks feel incomplete, and it still does kind of feel incomplete. And yeah, you know, I because agree. we have a lot of guards, and you know, we're very thin. 
in the front court, you know. Um, I just did the, there's, there's going to be some matchups where that's not going to work. Josh Hart guarding the four, like versus the Boston Celtics, that's going to be tough, right. man. It's going to be interesting who the Knicks, you know, throw out of Porzingis. I know they're going to throw Mitch at Porzingis, but Al Horford, if, if the Celtics are going to, you know, pair Porzingis with Al Horford, that's going to be, you know, kind of tough. And, hey, wait and see approach. But regarding the Sims, I like what I saw from Sims. I just didn't like the front court of you the, the, right. the way he was being used. I mean, no, this is no slight at Jericho Sims because, you know, no, no it no is way. what it is, right? Yeah. But yeah, um, Sims, Sims was solid uh, out there. Yeah. Sims was solid out there. He gave he gave the you know the hustle. He was able to board. He he does all the things that Jericho Sims does, catch the crazy lobs. Um, like you said, no slight against Sims. It's just, you know, getting put at that four spot just didn't seem right, you know. But mostly, I mean, it is it is Julius Randle who who will be there majority of the minutes. Um yeah. mostly what, ten 15 minutes at tops we'll need you know somebody to back them up so maybe it'll work but uh, you are banking my, on you are banking you on know, julius randall staying healthy for the majority of the season exactly so exactly if one of them goes down that's gonna be tough man that's gonna be really tough but what are your thoughts about the the roby and the uh jaylen martin you know getting waived today it was weird because roby actually played okay versus boston yesterday and, you know, the news came down this afternoon that he got waived. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's weird. Now we have, what, two or three open roster spots? So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? I actually thought they were going to hold on to Roby just because, you know, power forward. He played, you know, he played well. Yeah. Um, I don't think he got a lot of time to shine out there, in my opinion. Um. I actually thought he was going to get the bulk of the minutes that Evan Fournier ended up getting, but that's yeah, we'll talk a, about that that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was kind of shocked that Roby got you know let go like that. I thought he was definitely going to be somebody that we were going to hold on to, just like you know, break glass situation where we need somebody to fill in. Um, he was good. Yesterday. Granted, you know, yeah. Granted, I know Nate Nate tonight is still there. Um, but yeah, it's kind of surprising to me. More, I think more surprising to me was Jalen Martin, which I thought, you know, he's he was a young player they had to develop, but showed promise. You know, yeah. Um, surprised they cut ties with him so quickly as well. I mean, crazy. I yeah. didn't expect it. I didn't expect it either. But that's the nature of the business. Maybe there's another move in the next week. Um, you know, maybe you know something's in the works. Maybe the Knicks are going to be involved with the you know trade possibly maybe they're going to be like a third team to help facilitate james harden going to the clippers and maybe they get players back maybe they know you know something that we don't but it was kind of interesting to see isaiah roby waved and um jaylen martin waved as well chris you brought up evan fournier evan fournier this preseason i mean to put it he was okay i mean he was he wasn't bad and he it was shocking because he actually came in today with the um he's been in the rotation like he he has come been been coming in with Josh Hart he's been playing with RJ Barrett he's been playing with Dante DiVincenzo and it it, it hasn't looked bad it hasn't looked bad to the point where I'm like I don't want to see this anymore because we all know Evan Fournier can shoot he's an elite shooter and it's going to be interesting whether or not the Knicks stick with 
Fournier in the rotation. Obviously, we had the comments before the preseason saying that he hopes to play, and he did play this preseason. Now, does that translate into next week versus Boston? Who knows? But look, the season is it's going to be a long season. The Knicks didn't shrink their rotation until later on in the season when they shrunk to nine guys. You know, it's going to be a long season. Guys are going to need nights off, you know. So regarding Evan Fournier, I do think that he's going to get some time here. And, you know, it's going to be whether or not he, during that time, if he plays well with it. Because if he stinks up the joint and if he's, you know, bad on the defensive end, then Tom Thibodeau's, you know, going to have the happy trigger and pull him. So Evan Fournier, Chris, this preseason has been okay to me. He's He hasn't looked terrible, right? He hasn't looked awful. So, I mean, what are your thoughts about Fournier? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm shocked about Fournier. I, I didn't think he was going to see a single minute out there after all the drama, you know, everything yeah. he said. Um, and, yeah, but as as the preseason went on, he kept getting minutes. And like you said, he didn't look terrible. Um, you know, he was hitting his shots, which is the most important thing, in my opinion, for Evan Fournier to do. Because granted, he's not an elite defender or even an above average defender, you know. But if he's hitting his shots, that kind of offsets things. And like you said, they're bringing him 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 in with Josh Hart, you know. With uh, he's playing with uh, Divincenzo at times. Quick. It it just seems like, you know, maybe Tibbs is experimenting, seeing, hey, how can we hide this guy? you know, out on the floor from getting killed defensively. We surround him with good defenders and we'll get the trade off, which is his shooting. That's true. I didn't think so, of it like that. As as it as time went on and he kept getting minutes and kept getting minutes, I'm like, man, is he gonna get in the rotation? Like <laughs> is he gonna go from saying I want to spit on everybody to actually playing on this squad? And I'm starting to believe it too, man. I, I really do. I mean is he gonna get prime time minutes no but will he get maybe 10 spot minutes here or there yeah i could see that happening to be honest especially if he's hitting his shots because that was the biggest thing with evan fournier in my opinion falling out of favor the past season was simply he was out there not able to defend and on top of that he could not throw the basketball into the ocean so it was weird last year he had like a cold streak along with him not playing defense it it was really bad (laughs) So, I mean, hey, look, if he's hitting his shots and he's helping us win games and and helping us, you know, I'm all for it, you know. But it's just it's just weird the way everything played out. And now here we are. After saying Evan Fournier's days are done, he's he's kind of alive at the moment. After (laughs) talking about maybe trading Evan Fournier to, you know, Antarctica, now we have him possibly (laughs) in the Knicks rotation and who do we open up against? Boston Celtics. And he is the Boston Celtic killer. He'll go out there and drop yep. 38. And look, every time he plays Boston, he has a chip on his shoulder. Obviously, he was a Boston Celtic prior in his career. But, you know, you made a, you, you brought up a good point. Like, they're surrounding him with Josh Hart. They're surrounding him with Dante DiVincenzo, Manuel Quickly, Isaiah Hartenstein. You know, those guys are great defenders. And if you're going to have one yeah. guy out there that, you know, is a negative on the defensive end, he better shoot. And that guy is Evan Fournier. And so far during the preseason, he's actually flowed within the second unit. So yeah. I, I I do think as of this moment that he's going to get some time early on in the season. And it's whether or not he, you know, it's up to him. 
it's up to him. If he has to take advantage of his time because one thing we liked was shooting. And we can always use shoot. You can always use shooting in the NBA. Shooting is, you know, very important in this league. If you can't shoot, then why are you on the court? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, one more year left to Fournier. Obviously, he's, you know, if he's going, if he's also, Chris, if he's going to play well, he's going to increase his trade value. And that contract is, you know, kind of like a, I wouldn't say a valuable contract. because It's an expiring deal. So teams around the NBA are going to look at that thing and be like, hey, you know, we could use a Fournier, we can use a veteran presence, but also it's expiring. So it'd also be a hot topic during the trading deadline. And if if the New York Knicks have Evan Fournier playing well in in December, January, he's going to be a hot name on the trade market come February. So, you know, it's no good to just have him sit at the end of the bench and just rot. I mean, yeah. Why not just see how he flows with the guys that you just mentioned? And I I I, I liked it. You know, I didn't I didn't hate it. You know, uh, I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance. <laughs> I guess this is what I'm trying to tell you, because. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm willing to give it a chance. And Knicks fans should be willing to give it a chance as well. You know, like I said, if he's if he's helping us, you know, get points, put up points, winning games, you know, further in the cause, I'm all for it. You know, did he say some crazy things? Yes. But yeah, everybody makes mistakes, right? Yeah, uh, I'm sure he he did not think he was going to be on this team either, um, especially now at preseason at the end of preseason. But um, yeah, man, I think he can help, you know, especially with shooting. Like you said, every team in the NBA could use shooting. And even when they have shooting, they want more shooting. So, yeah, you know, totally. hopefully things work out. If, if Fournier does end up getting minutes in this rotation, you know, hopefully he keeps hitting his shots and. I think we have the personnel to hide them on defense, you know? It shouldn't be as bad as it, it, it was in the past, that's for sure. Yeah, it shouldn't be. So we'll see regarding Evan Fournier. And um, we saw a couple of glimpses of Emmanuel Quickly. Now, Emmanuel Quickly was a scratch tonight. Um, Tom Thibodeau said he's a little nicked up. Those were the quote. Those were the words of Tom Thibodeau. Emmanuel Quickly and the New York Knicks, I believe they have five days left into the deadline to sign an extension and does him being out tonight and yesterday versus the Boston Celtics and Tom Thibodeau saying he's nicked up does that give you any inclination to think that maybe a deal is close because I saw his Instagram and he was working with C Brickley who always who works with all the NBA stars around the league he didn't look nicked up in that video on Instagram so it's either his agent telling him don't play because something's close. God forbid you were to get hurt and we can't sign this deal. But I don't know. Five days left until the deadline to sign Emmanuel to, to extend Emmanuel quickly. He will obviously be on the Knicks. Knicks also have his rights. He can become a restricted free agent next summer. And the New York Knicks can match anything. That's the route I want to take. You know, Knicks fans also, you know, Knicks fans, but guys in the chat, I know you guys want, some guys want to extend him. Some guys want to let him go into restricted free agency. Chris, you, you said that, you know, 80 to 100 million, you're comfortable doing that. You know, I'm willing to yeah. let him go into restricted free agency and, you know, match anything that comes his way. But what are your thoughts about IQ being a little nicked up tonight? And, hmm, <laughs> I don't know about that. Nicked yeah. up, right? I, I don't know about that either, man. Yeah. I, th I think something is brewing. I think, you know, talks are in progress or have been in progress for some time now. 
they they gotta be close in my opinion and they probably just like you said agent probably like hey take it easy it's preseason we're kind of close right now yeah they're cutting it close but i mean that's why they got the time they got right you know they'll take it up to the wire if they have to i guess but um you know i i always flip-flop on this whether we should extend them or not honestly the way everything has been playing out you know i want to extend him I, I i i love quickly i think he's gonna he, you know he has that it factor man whether he becomes a star or not i believe he has the potential to be one um you know i just think it's he he'll be a good guy to lock up especially if you can get him for 80 to 100 i think that would be a steal in my opinion <laughs> it would be man mm, yeah. i know he's undersized but with the defense and the offense, which, you know, he's only getting better and better, man. Oh, man. I, I, that's somebody I want to lock up, man. I agree. Cameron in the chat says, I hope this is just preseason and the Knicks are not just are not this bad during the regular season. <laughs> Cameron in the chat, man. Yeah, we just spoke about the uh, the bad game that was tonight, allowing Jordan Poole to go into Madison Square Garden and drop over 40 points in a preseason game. I don't even think he played in the fourth quarter as well. Three-point defense is a problem, man. Um, I have some numbers here. Let me just throw, the, throw this out right now. Team shot 75 of a 193 from three-point land in the preseason Oof. against the Knicks. That is 39%. Um, that's not good. Uh, 23 of 52. Boston, the first game, shot 12 of 48, then 20 of 48, then 20 of 44. Three-point defense is still an issue for this team. And they got to get that cleaned up, man. Regular season is coming fast. And Boston loves to shoot the three. They're going to take at least 40. 40 that's the NBA. Everyone's going to take yeah. at least 43s a game. But Cameron, man, I always appreciate you in the chat. Ashley in the chat says we should extend him and use him as trade bait. That's the thing, Ashley. Um, if we extend him, I believe he has a poison pill in his contract. So my whole thing is don't extend him keep him on the team you know you can still use him you can still use him as trade bait it depends who's out there and obviously you don't want to trade him you quickly unless it's for like a bigger fish i'm not trading him for you know a lower echelon player in the in the league it'll have to be in a package for like a joel Embiid or something like that right chris but if you extend yeah. him to you know that contract obviously it puts the poison pill in his contract like RJ Barrett's contract last year where we extended him before the Donovan Mitchell news and then we couldn't trade him until that poison pill was taken off of his contract. So 5 days into the deadline I you know it was kind of weird saying um hearing Tom Thibodeau today saying that he was a little nicked up. We didn't really hear anything regarding an injury um on on Emmanuel quickly it's just interesting that 5 days before the deadline they hold him out. So I do think something is possibly close there. And I guess we just have to wait and see until if something comes about it. Right. I mean, that's all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've we've thought that something was going to get done, you know, weeks before. But here we are. Extension still not done. And who knows? Maybe maybe there's some sort of a hang up. Maybe they don't extend quickly. But. Either way, in my opinion, I think we're we're in a good spot whether we extend quickly or not. Um, and who knows? Since the Knicks are trying to go after that start, I mean, it's it's known all around the NBA. That's where the Knicks are trying to do next. Um, it is a smart idea if you don't extend them. But 
you know, there's always that chance, you know, that you don't extend him. He goes into restricted. Somebody gives him a crazy contract. You don't want to really match it. And then you end up losing quickly. And maybe we don't end up with a star either. But yeah. that's that's the risk you take, you know. That's the risk you take. Yeah. I like at Philly's situation. Tyrese Maxey's also in the same boat. They said, we're not we're not extending Tyrese Maxey. We're going to let, you know, we're going to match anything that comes his way during a restricted free agency. Philly wants to keep their books open. Keith in the chat says, IQ better be signed tonight. Grimes gets cooked a lot. He also says, we extended RJ early and he didn't. Even deserved that contract. IQ earned his money. Um, I want to say RJ deserved, didn't deserve that contract, but you know, Keith in the playoffs, RJ was RJ was great, man, for us in the playoffs. Just give him. I know he's frustrating at times, but you know, just give him some. Hopefully, just give him some time, and he forces. I know he forces it a lot, but um, you know, IQ IQ has earned his money. And look, not extending IQ now, Knicks fans, doesn't mean that we're not going to keep him long term. You know, that doesn't necessarily right. mean that we still have all of his rights. We can match anything. Um, let's say he goes into restricted free agency and, you know, a team doesn't give him that massive contract. And then we're like, cool, we'll, you know, throw out 60, 70 million to IQ. And then we're everyone's happy. I mean, I'm sure he wants more. And maybe that's the holdup. Maybe that's why, you know, maybe that's why he's holding out. He wants more. So uh, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting. But he was held out tonight. And yeah, um, appreciate every single one of you in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button. Don't forget to subscribe. Come join us here in the chat. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please follow the podcast channel. Cameron in the chat says, why were there better? Why were they better last season with three point defense? Um, we were, you know, I believe we were like middle of the pack last season. It was I know it was a problem for the uh, the New York Knicks regarding defending the three chris and you know so far yeah. in the preseason team shot 75 of 193 from downtown 39 percent against the new york knicks seems like whenever they come into madison square garden they love the bright lights and they love to shoot the lights out but i don't know chris yep. so actually I'll, I'll add to that so so last season with the knicks they did defend the three better but early on in the season before the rotation got trimmed down it was really bad as well. So yeah. it was almost the same thing that we're seeing now in the preseason where, you know, the rotations aren't trimmed down. They're just trying different things. And I think that's that's really the the case for why so many threes were made against us so far in the preseason. I think once we, uh, you know, get the rotation situated and, you know, everybody has their role, I'm pretty sure that's going to be addressed quickly i mean we have a lot of good defenders on this team and I'll, I'll be surprised if we're you know middle of the pack again as far as three-point defense goes likewise likewise some things to clean up um it's just preseason everyone just you know calm down a little bit you know you know i know we weren't you know <laughs> up to our standards but you know don't forget some guys are just coming back from fiba and julius giants to see julius rando tonight um you know back to his scoring ways and back to his rebounding way so preseason was fun chris and you know i guess we can touch on some you know quote unquote rumors now um there was a report that i think who was it bondi said that tom thibodeau deserves an extension is that right he said that tom thibodeau deserves an extension and yep. you know we can get it to tom thibodeau obviously he has been you know good for us he's changed the culture he's you know he's been a rock for us can he be stubborn yes can he, you know, 
can he make you want to pull your hair out? Hell yeah. But <laughs> uh, does he deserve that extension is the, is the uh, question. And um, I guess you can go first and I'll touch on this. Does he deserve an extension? That's that's a tough one, man, because, you know, I love Tibbs. I, lo- I love what he's done here. Um, great defensive coach. But, you know, part of me kind of wonders what it would be like with another coach who would, you know, kind of scheme a little bit more as far yeah. as offense go. I mean, I know the Knicks had a good offensive rating. Don't get me wrong, last season and all that. But. You know, sometimes you want a little bit more creativity, you know, running shooters off of screens, things like that. Um, it makes you wonder, you know. So does Tibbs deserve an extension, in my opinion? I guess that really depends on what happens this season, right? I think you kind of have to let this season ride out, see if you get more of the same, which I guess wouldn't be too bad considering how how good we did last season. But um you know, I think there's going to be a certain point in time where you have to make a change and not because Tibbs is a bad coach or anything like that, but just because you need to get to that next level. Right. Yeah. And Tibbs has been the type of coach where, you know, historically he gets you close. He inst- he, he gives you great, you know, fundamentals. He instills the things you want in a team defensively, but he can never get you over that hump. Right. To take it to the next level. So. You know, I think we have to wait and see. But what what are your thoughts? If you if you were to get technical, does Thibs deserve an extension? Yes, he deserves an extension. Do I, Anthony, want to give him an extension? No, I do not want to give him an extension. Um look, he has come here, he's changed the culture, he's been great for us, man. Um this is no slide at Thibs. He's been, you know, it's been it's been great, man. Last year, second round of the playoffs, every Everyone pretty much took steps forward, quickly took steps forward. RJ took a step forward in the playoffs. And, you know, you can, you know, point, you can give the player props as well, but you can also point at the coaching staff too, man. These, these, these coaches have to have, to have, have a say in that as well. So does Thibs deserve an extension? He does, but will I give him an extension? No. Um, I just feel like, you know, give it another year. We'll see how we fall um, at the end of the season and we'll just reconvene after that. But that was just from Stefan Bonnie. Stefan Bonnie said that he thinks that Tom Thibodeau deserves an extension. So Chris and I just wanted to touch on it. Um, he's been great for us. Um, he's been, you know, solid, but I just want to see some fresh blood in here. You know, I've given my thoughts multiple times about this and, you know, maybe that new coach is on the New York Knicks coaching staff right now. Johnny Bryant, cough, cough, keep preaching about him. Yep. So, Ashley in the chat says, give, give Thibs a bonus, a Rolex, but no extension. Comment of the night, <laughs> Ashley. Comment of like the that. night. You like that, right? Comment of the night, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, give Thibs a bonus, a Rolex, but no extension. Yeah, so... um. That's regarding Tom Thibodeau, Chris. Um, anything else? You, anything you liked during this preseason? Anything you're looking forward to? Um, regular season is coming up next Wednesday. That is, I believe, I forgot the date on that, but it's against the Boston Celtics in Madison Square Garden. I feel like we've opened up against Boston <laughs> countless times over and over again. Um, Boston gave us a little glimpse of how they look yesterday, and <laughs> Chris, yeah. that team is that team is something, man. Yeah, I mean, 
it's it's going to be tough, that's for sure. The Celtics are going to be literally, I mean, I didn't think they would look as good as they did, honestly, so quickly. But uh, then again, it's only been one one game that, that against us at least. And, um, you know, they look good. And um, KP looks good. And obviously adding a holiday made them even tougher. So, you know, if they shoot the way they shoot, they're easily going to be one of the, I mean, they might just be the team with the with the best record, you know, in the league, in my opinion. But it's going to be tough. Um, but I can't wait, man. I can't wait for the season to start. Um, I think we still match up well with the Celtics no matter what. It's going to be a hard-fought game, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we show up to play. Who do you think guards Porzingis? You think it's that's a Mitchell Robinson thing? I feel like he can do it. I feel like he, you know, last season a lot, he got caught a lot. Um you know, behind the, you know, he, he, he tends to, you know, cause he's a center, right? He's normally typically yeah. not guarding the three point line. And when you're guarding Porzingis, it's, it's difficult. Um, I feel like he can do it, but you know, I just feel like he has to be disciplined and, uh, in guarding a Porzingis. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, that's like Mitch's kryptonite, basically a shooting big, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, he doesn't want to get out there cause he knows once he does the pain, is just going to be wide open basically so he, he does hesitate i mean i would like to see iheart maybe guard a porzingis because i think he's a little bit more mobile more comfortable guarding out there mm-hmm. um i think that's the route i would go i'd probably go iheart on kp but we are going to see mitchell Mitch, mitchell robinson on kp in some kind of capacity and hopefully kp is just off that's all that's all i'll say I know. Hopefully they're off, but I'm excited, man. I mean, you know, we had such a great season last year. Um, we're back. Obviously, tonight wasn't, you know, versus the uh, Washington Wizards wasn't that great of a showing. But, I mean, guys, it's preseason. I mean, I don't want to, you know, those times where I wanted to tweet some stuff, and I was just like, you know, let me, <laughs> let me hold back because it's, it is it's preseason. Hard, uh, I don't want to get too crazy. I don't want to overreact for anything. But, exactly. you know, some red flags are there, you know, with Quinta Grimes shooting, you know, his, his shot attempts per game have, haven't been there with the starting unit. Looks way more comfortable um, in versus Boston with versus the bench. If you want to say Quinta Grimes looks more comfortable on the bench, he looks, looks more free. Um, he acts freer. He, he's just his game just flows um, when it comes to that. But, yeah, I just want to see Grimes shoot the ball more. And I want to see Mitchell Robinson couple of things I want to happen in this during this season. I want Mitchell Robinson to, to average a double-double. I want Julius Randle to average at least seven assists a game. I feel like he's capable of doing that. Because if Randle's averaging those assists, Chris, those are bringing the shot attempts from Quinta Grimes up. So I, I, I feel I like agree. that's also an issue as to why Quinta Grimes hasn't shot the ball a lot with the starting unit is because, you know, he's not being – aggressive one and he's not getting the opportunity to and i feel like randall and brunson have to make it you know a factor in getting him the rock and it has to start with those two guys it just has to yeah yeah i mean when it comes to julius randall we all know he gets double teamed at times you know he has to take those opportunities to look for his shooters and a lot of times that would be queen grimes you know spotting up in the corner and instead of forcing up shots in the same way we say about rj Instead of driving and forcing up a shot on three people, which hopefully won't be the case this season, um, dish it out to your shooters. That's why they're there. Queen Grimes, you got DiVincenzo now. You know, 
you know, the, the same shots that uh, Josh Hart would end up getting, you know. Granted, he he knocked him down at a high clip for us last season. But, you know, if you have Quinn Grimes in that place, a lot more are going to go down, in my opinion. So hopefully that is the next evolution um, for Julius Randle, because I think that would make a hell of a difference and take us to another level. For sure. Hopefully we can get some of that action going on tonight. Um, Chris, anything else you wanted to touch on before we head up out of here? Anything else? Yeah. You to touch what, on? what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, the revival of the Carl Anthony Towns to the Knicks now that, quote unquote, the beef with Tibbs has been squashed? No, no, really nice no, things about each other. No, no, <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, no. No, just just checking. I thought maybe you might have changed your mind. I wanted to. <laughs> I want. I want you to take a look at that contract, and I want you to come back to me. I want all Knicks fans to take a look. Will we? Would we be a better team with Cat? Yes. Um, we would essentially have five guys who can stretch the floor, and that's look. That's the way the NBA is going now. You're gonna have to have five guys on the court that can stretch the floor. Um, you know the traditional centers. Um, I, I just feel like eventually they're going to get waned out of the league but you know it's still early but will cat make us better yes chris but just look at that contract and i just feel like it's a no and that's yeah. <laughs> like i i feel like he gets rumored to the knicks like every few weeks and it's oh yeah oh yeah like it, cl- like clockwork man but Bob, like you said that contract is just ridiculous in my opinion yeah, Bondi came out with that saying that him and Thibs squashed things and Thibs had some high praise for Carl Anthony Towns and all the Knicks fans were like, hmm, Carl Anthony Towns again? But, no, I don't yep. want it. You don't want it? You don't want it, right? Please tell me you don't want it. No, I don't I don't want it. I mean, I, in my opinion, we have Julius Randle. Um, you could th- I mean, you could say what you want. Cat is a better player. Julius Randle is better. I mean, I'd rather roll with Randle. He's he's on a better contract at, at at this moment, and you're getting you know similar production in my opinion, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, um, if it wasn't for the contract, maybe I changed my mind. But it's that contract. <laughs> it's just that contract that that's the hang yeah. up in my opinion. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, if we're gonna go out and give all give and, and push all our chips in the table, I just want something better, man. Yeah. I just want something better. And we yeah. just have to wait and see if, who that something better is. I just don't feel like it's cat. Exactly. In my opinion, if if the Knicks are putting all their chips on the table and we end up with Carl Anthony Towns, something went very, very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> something went and that's no slight on Carl Anthony Towns as a player. Again, it's just, you know, the contract that he's going to command yeah. um, when he gets a new one. And if you're trading for him, the contract that he currently has, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I know. So... Uh, well, we just have to wait and see. I'm sure his rumors are, you know, his name is going to be linked to the New York Knicks countless amount of times. We also had um, Van Gundy go to the Boston Celtics as a consultant. That kind of hurt a little bit because he was rumored Shame. to come to the New York Knicks as a, you know, commentator. Um, we have Mark Jackson. I mean, there's rumors that no, I think it's confirmed, right? Mark Jackson's going to be in the in the booth with Mike Breen for a couple of games this yeah. season. That should be kind of fun. Yeah, I think he's going to be filling in a couple times. I, I think that's great. Would have loved to have him and Van Gundy, but you know, I guess we can't have it all, right? Yeah, we can't have it. We can't have it both ways. <laughs> but um, yeah, Van Gundy went to the dark side. He went to uh, the Boston Celtics. We already saw him over there. But hey, it is what it is. Um, I'm just excited. The season is almost here. 
Knicks fan, the season is coming to right a Right around the corner. Right around the corner. And we will be Boston opening night. And it will be glorious. Evan Fournier will drop 20 off the bench. And then Knicks fans will, head, <laughs> will, will explode. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward wait, to man. that for sure. Going to go ahead and wrap this up. If you're new here, please hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel as always. And this was fun, man. We'll catch you next time. We'll catch you when the season starts. Um, if some news pops off, man, you quickly extension gets done. We will be right back on here talking yep. about it. So from Anthony, that is Chris. As always, it is Let's Go Knicks. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening. Please hit that follow button to stay updated with our latest episodes. And we also greatly appreciate those five-star reviews. For you video enthusiasts out there, head over to our YouTube channel to catch the podcast in video form. YouTube.com slash Nation. You'll find all the relevant links conveniently listed in the show notes below. See you next time.